Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Star Wars Visions Part 3. Here we are. Two more episodes to go from our recap of the latest Star Wars series, but first in the line of the Star Wars anime series. And now we're coming on to episode 8, which is by Gino Studio um, in Japan, and presents... Oh, no, 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 sorry. Not again. Gino, Gino, it's the first one they've done they ain't, the taking, one. they ain't taking two. <laughs> it's the next one, which is Science Saru has taken the, the ninth episode, but got it confused. Sorry. Got it confused. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so it's Lop and Ocho. It's this particular one. Um, we always talk about it with it playing in the background. So for this particular one, I can't. Now, now this is me. This is live, guys. So sometimes... It just takes us a moment to remember what on earth happened in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've already seen it and watched the whole entire thing, but I guess it just hadn't stuck. Oh, no, no, no. So this is the one with the, you know, uh, the kind of furry uh, sort of creature from another planet that, you know, kind of lands on the planet Tau. And then, uh, you know, it's discovered by the young girl and her father, um, yes. and it, which, who decide to take her in. And then it kind of, you know, so that's the, the yeah. The intro. I, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully into it now. This yeah. is, uh, this is the one with the uh, humanoid bunny rabbit type character who's that's hopping right. around. Uh, and this, this one in particular, animation style, which I feel is very modernized. It seems like a very modern type of animation style. Uh, to me personally, once again, do not have that anime experience. But the um, the way this one, one pans out in particular is very much with the case of so Star Wars mm. in the way this one pans out. It's such a it's a family one, isn't it? It's a complete family trait. In this yeah. particular one, um, do you do you feel that it's got so many Star Wars elements to the end of it? Yeah, I mean, in terms of animation style, I have to say this one for me reminds me probably the most of like Studio Ghibli films, um, kind of like Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke style. Um, you know, really kind of beautifully created and you know detailed characters and and the world as well. Um, yeah, really kind of. On that vibe kind of modern but also um not as modern as some of the other ones we've seen but um you know still like a very kind of up-to-date style and you know very lovely and lush um and yeah you know this story uh as well was um i mean i feel like these last two stories are actually fairly bittersweet um yeah especially you know considering the, the the other episodes we've kind of had you know we've it's been like They've all been fairly well-rounded in kind of, I mean, it's funny because in the last episode we were talking about how they feel like, the, you know, a lot of the episodes felt like the beginnings or kind of midpoints in that you could 
have in like another series whereas these ones um i mean this one's like is it feels like a kind of film setup um and again it can go on further but the way this one kind of um i think ends um with the kind of character development it is fairly bittersweet and makes for an interesting viewing experience i think i think yeah it was very star wars in um a lot of the beats um reminded me a lot like the situation and like having you know um you know the father and daughter arguing over whether how much to involve the empire into uh their planet and and their operations um with the father wanting less and the daughter wanting more uh it reminded me of um you know when we were talking about in bad batch you know uh on planet Rylos that we kind of had a couple of episodes there where um you know we were seeing the empire's influence into kind of like what well, expanding influence into like every kind of well, part of their lives part of their army their protection and things like that and how some you know or some senators who were bribed by the empire see it's a good idea and some obviously don't because it's handing over their sort of independence and the security and stuff so yeah i thought it kind of this episode was good for touching on like those sorts of expanding empire themes and um you know the kind of and but i suppose the pros and cons towards it i mean even though it ends up being mostly a con but you know we'll that's not not much of a surprise eh? uh, not much of a surprise and it, it's a it's a very star wars trait isn't it the whole this is how the empire kind of rolled out across um the galaxy isn't it and kind of imposed themselves by saying we can help you um we can help your country grow we can make i don't know stuff like trade routes easier and give you access to things you didn't have access before um all you would need to do is either one let us build on your planet which is where a lot of their mining facilities came from which is obviously where i feel they get their multiple different materials from different worlds in order to create the empire that they have and build all the ships and whatever they need um or the other one is just they offer them access probably to trade routes and stuff like that and then by doing that in return they give them some sort of political i don't know hold within the country so to speak and then restricts the country from doing what they want to do is quite it's quite a considerable change isn't it from the lead character well not the lead character but one of two i would say of the lead characters the daughter who our first initial introduction to this character is obviously um very similar to um anime style cute uh of course kawaii is that what they call it or yeah. you know it's that very like adorable type yeah. anime character that you see a lot in a lot of particular animations but the flip in a few years goes from just like oh she she's kind of she kind of just grows up to being <laughs> the most opposite and dark yeah. <laughs> like the furthest she could possibly go away from the character we initially get introduced to at the beginning of the show to what we see at the end uh a very much an anakin transformation uh, <laughs> baby anakin to evil anakin <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah and i mean even like you know her first time interactions with the imperial officer that she's dealing with um just I mean, he looks so sneaky and snide as well. And the fact that she's kind of, you know, so um, convinced by the positives of what the Empire can do to her planet, it feels 
yeah, kind of naive, but you know, also, yeah, I mean, you know, she has complete transformation. It's quite interesting because at the beginning of the episode, she's really sweet and she's the one that kind of takes, you know, uh, Lop in um, and convinces her father to that, you know, she should become their like part of their family. And then, like, you know, fast forward seven years later, she's like arguing with her dad about, you know, the Empire's involvement and then making deals behind his back with them. And it was like, oh, God, like, what happened to you in these seven years? So, um, but, you know, I mean, again, you know, this is the sort of story which you can really expand out onto those seven years and also, you know, um, pre and post kind of, you know, storyline, uh, you know, beats. I mean, one thing I really loved in this episode was how, uh, you know, after kind of Ocho betrays the family, how uh, her father, Yasaburo, kind of takes in Lop and, you know, he was always, he says that he was kind of distant, distant from her because, you know, they, Lop wasn't really a part of the family and, you know, they took her in. Um, but then he shows her the old ways of the family, uh, which, you know, uh, spoiler alert, is the Jedi ways um, and, you know, begins training her in that. And I think that's quite a nice. Um... Anytime you say old ways, it always refers to something <laughs> to do with Jedis, doesn't it? And it it's like, I'm going to show you the old ways. Jedis about Jedis. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it Samurais? No, it's, it's Jedis. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really cool though. I, I like that, you know, he kind of, I don't know, he, take, he takes her under and, and teaches her and then, you know, you have this essentially, well, you know, as Archer is going kind of further towards the Empire and the dark side, really, um, you know, Lop is that sort of, um, that balancing figure on the light side, really. Um, and it makes for a pretty cool, um, you know, kind of second half of the episode, which is, you know, fairly action-packed. Uh, essentially, like yeah. the planet, what, starts fighting back and, you know. I mean, it does it well to split it up because it splits, it pretty much splits it into a 50-50, doesn't it? In the sense of the first half of the episode, you get the story built. And this is what's happening with these. There's a few episodes which hit the 18 to 22 minute mark. And this is one of those longer ones. And these are the ones which I feel we're more enjoying. And it's, it's mainly because you can get more story and kind of get more out of them, so to speak, in the sense that this one splits it really well. You get the first 50% to kind of understand what's happening on this particular world, the adoption into this family, um, their kind of way of life, and then the slight conflicts that happen. And then the other 50% is pretty much the the battle that comes from within those decisions that run in the first half of the show which leads us to the showing you the old ways things passed down family generation and it's it's a singular jedi because it's always one uh jedi most of the time rather than the whole posse um and that leads us up to quite a climactic end to this particular show because i, I for a second thought there was in the sense that the sister who's the original daughter had just gone that way slightly to a bit to the empire thinking it's the right way and then she would come around but she goes fully she goes yeah. fully 110 percent in the other direction doesn't she <laughs> yeah yeah i mean completely in the opposite direction you know like um basically almost kills her dad or I, um and you know fights with her sister and um kind of betrays as well, like the words that she said in the past about the sister being part of the family. And then once the sister's fighting with the, the family sword, you know, she starts kind of acting as if like, you know, it, it's hers and she deserves it. And, you know, it's all quite, 
quite horrible, really, um, in terms of her attitude towards things. So, yeah, um, it's quite sad, really, uh, seeing how, like, you know, the Empire kind of corrupt. It's, it's kind of interesting as well, like, seeing how, you know, they corrupt minds and make these sorts of deals with, you know, um, kind of inside characters within uh, certain planets. And, uh, yeah, but it was, uh, you know, kind of sad, I would say, you know, in the end. It kind of, you know, it, it felt like, especially coming towards the end of like the vision series and like having this sort of tale being told and it's like, Oh God, like it feels like the empire does win out on some things, which is like, Oh, never a nice feeling really. Is it? <laughs> oh, and it, it w wins out on the things where it's like destroying a family or people's yeah. lives type of thing. Uh, and it, well, it obviously must do because of the size it ends up being in the end. Um, so that's kind of why we get to there, but yeah. it's, a downer at the end of this particular not that the episode's not good the episode is really enjoyable uh for me personally really well paced animation is really good the action sequences are really cool uh and the way it kind of pans out at the end is really cool but you kind of it, once again and it's like episodes we've seen before you get to the end of this and you kind of are thinking um this this is a part of a story, isn't it? It's almost like this is a three-parter. This could easily be a trilogy. This is how it all begins. The middle is them finding themselves and going off and maybe having an altercation at the end. And then the part the end part of it is pretty much see who who wins. And it could come at the end of the Empire almost. Uh we've but we've got another good take on a samurai um lightsaber as well. Yeah. Another different style of samurai lightsaber. And I like how some of these people who just obtained them are just like already master level. <laughs> yeah, love it too, of course. Yeah. And I mean, time for them to learn their trade. They just need to be at, at master level straight away. Yeah. I mean, Lop kind of picks it up right away and then fights her sister, who's clearly like much more experienced stuff. But clearly, Lop is, you know, um, very capable in the ways of the force. And, you know, so perhaps it was always her destiny to be adopted by the family and fight her sister. And, yeah, so I mean, the, the end is—it's a really cool like fight at the at the end, and um, especially like between the sisters and kind of like arguing and you know, <laughs> between fights like throwing in sort of uh, different ideas on how their family should be run and how the planet should be run. So it was, it's kind of you know quite uh, informational as well as action uh, packed. But what I loved about this episode actually for me is is um, the way that it kind of it. it it does what it does well is that it incorporates a lot of elements of like uh traditional like old school japan you know like stuff with the, the lightsaber but the, the temple where the father goes to train the daughters and also the kind of society they live in it's kind of i don't know it feels like it could be like a, a japanese city somewhere you know like you know which is built up and developed on the one hand which is kind of a you know one of the kind of um themes within star wars where you have like that kind of mechanical empire you know taking over planets and then building whatever they want on top of it against that like natural world um you know where the jedis kind of live within the the natural order of things and you know and it's more uh, uh, you know all together and at one um and i i think this episode kind of really highlights that and does it well as well um especially with like a character like lop is like you know not exactly human but kind of humanoid and you know it, it's a bit more you know she's more of the natural world rather than developed one and you know kind of fights that side and so yeah I, I just love the way that but you know incorporating those japanese blossom trees and that sort of countryside it was you know beautifully made episodes so 
That one, yeah, I have to say, like, it, this one was, you know, a really strong episode for me. Um, in terms, as you said, like, it really incorporates great Star Wars themes, like, very nicely into it. And like you said, with that particular mix of both worlds, it does do that lovely kind of uh, landscape straight on shot, doesn't it? Where you have the the mountains and the skies and the blossom trees in the background uh, surrounded by almost like a picture frame of the industrial looking um, empire ship that they're fighting. Yeah. Uh, so it really kind of it, it does exactly what you said there and it captures that very well right at the end. That's kind of how we finish it off, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, but I mean, that perfectly, I feel that leads us well into episode nine, um, which is Akakiri. Akakiri. Is that right? Um, because there's not so much similar traits, but in the sense that there's a good mixture over the course of these nine where it's not always like Jedi comes, saves the day, and everything's great. Um, and these last two really kind of show that or elevate that particular part of the story so we have obviously episode nine of the star wars visions um and this particular one is science saru uh, is the name of the production company and akakiri is the one is the name of this particular episode but this is so so, so science saru were the ones who did the um the t0 b1 uh episode which was um so they've done two episodes yeah so and actually like fairly different episodes as well in terms of what animation style and even like you know kind of storyline beats really i was gonna say that i mean that tb01 is is a very different style to this isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's obviously not like they can't do more than uh um one style but yeah it's it's very different both not almost in style i tell you what the elements that lead up to the end of um tb01 are similar-ish to mm. the overall story of this one so where we end up with that particular episode as you were saying it you know it starts off really kiddish but then by the end the actually story develops to something a bit more serious um but this one kind of has that kind of path the whole way through and then gets quite dark at the end yeah it gets i mean especially for being the last episode in the like star wars vision series i mean it was uh not very star wars ending then i mean it, well, it is if you're looking at empire strikes back you know but it doesn't feel like you know it should be the end of you know the kind of the whole series because it's so bittersweet and it's so oh it's so actually deliciously dark i have to say like this one like really it is it it really flipped a lot like even the animation style for me i mean you know kind of seeing it um it's a bit more traditional kind of like older school like japanese animation style um but it but it's very well made and you know the characters are very expressive and stuff as well and um but yeah i mean you know by the end it's like it's just it gets so dark, you know, like in you know every aspect, really, from the characters to like the, the way that the the kind of colors they use, like the overarching colors. Are, at the start, it's a bit more light, it's a bit more kind of in the day, and then by the end, it's like really dark and red, and you know, oh, intense. And it's like, wow, it's um, yeah, quite a an interesting one to end on. Definitely like a kind of flip side to a lot of the other stories that we've seen, where like you know, Jedi's and you know, generally good things prevail. Uh, this one it was yeah um, 
quite the opposite. Um, quite, quite the opposite. You've got a good voice cast as well. Henry Golding, mm. uh, Jamie Chung and um, George Takai. Good old George oh, Takai. Nice. George Takai, nice. Coming across. But you kind of get that. It does kind of unassumingly hit you in the sense that you two of these characters who are almost like the characters that are helping guide the princess and uh, this Jedi to the where they need to be. Obviously a lot more jokey kind of characters and bring the, a, a lot of humour. Hmm. And that really goes, when you eventually meet the villain, the villain's so dark. Yeah. This, and you, you, you think, right, well, I mean, this Jedi's obviously got a lot of skill, so we should be getting a nice final showdown here and then hopefully the Jedi will prevail in that particular type. But the, it just, he's obviously <laughs> struggling with like PTSD or something yeah. as we see on a couple of times, which limits his abilities. And well, it's I mean, his visions it, towards the future, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's visions towards the future, which is what Anakin used to get. And yeah. I feel that's the perfect in, isn't it? For Siths to come in and kind of, wave their magic because they they can play on their heartstrings so much more um which is exactly what this and it's almost it's very similar to the prequel it's all about bringing someone back to life yes absolutely exactly what you know palpatine was offering to anakin and yeah. the sense of like bringing her back to life um yeah and actually and you know kind of on that that's a really good point um that it is very much um that Anakin bring back to life that and also I mean you know between the kind of two main characters they are sort of in love or kind of former lovers or something there's like you know a lot of affection between them which again draws that parallel and also makes it quite interesting I think from a, like a force point of view that you've got like this kind of main like he's a Jedi but he his emotions are like causing him to like have internal conflict and then that's yeah. also kind of what leads him to the dark side and that's always quite an interesting thing to see like as you said, like how someone like a Sith Lord, um, I don't even know if the aunt, you know, the aunt at the end, Masago, um, I suppose it is, she, she is a Sith Lord, but kind of like, I don't know, they, they kind of imply that it's not a Sith, but I don't know. She's able to fight like a Sith, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it's interesting how, you know, she exploits that, you know, his kind of suffering and then, and then the situation and then, you know, to bring him to the dark side, actually. It's like quite conniving, really. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, especially when she, you know, masks up her, you know, her, her niece, really, um, and gets him to sort of inadvertently uh, to kill her, which is, like, really, really dark, I thought. Um, she, again, she, like, kind of Anakin style, but, you know. Um, the character's just menacing, though. Yeah. The, the, the main villain in this is just, it's just truly is menacing. Um, so that's extremely well done there. And the character also reminds me slightly of <laughs> you remember the character within Street Fighter, the the beast type character. Blanca. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. There's a slight Blanca vibe. <laughs> yeah. Her face reminded me of like a kind of, uh, you know, one of those like traditional Japanese sort of scary masks. Where they mm. have like really expressive features and stuff, and it looks like almost like a dragon, really. Like that's when I saw the face, it was like, oh my god, like God, kind of freaky, really. Uh, and clearly, clearly evil uh, with that smile. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's also interesting, I think, in this one because 
you know, the villain has such an effect on the episode, but then, you know, she only appears for like the last third, really. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's quite mysterious and you don't really know what they're facing until they face it. And, um, and obviously his visions and, and what that kind of entails and how it all kind of comes together. It's actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really well paced episode, I think. Um, in terms of, yeah, as we said, like kind of turning things on their head and, and kind of making things unexpected, really. It's just, it's just the, the taking down of the, of like the, the woman he clearly loves and stuff and just tricking him into thinking that she's a guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so dark. <laughs> yeah, it's so devious and actually like, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I get it kind of, it's, it's kind of like Anakin and Padme, but it's like, worse though because she has done like she's had like sort of less involvement really well i say less involvement it's just it's just uh kind of you know she hasn't had to make any decisions and then you know like essentially he's just kind of completely tricked into it and again like this is another episode where you know it feels like the start of again like another mini series where you can then go and explore how you know essentially the aunt, you know, Musaga, uh, Masago, um, exploits, you know, Tsubaki and his like kind of love for, um, you know, for Misa, the, the princess that he kills. Um, and also, I mean, interestingly, you know, exploring the whole forced dyad, you know, element of them coming together and being able to, to heal her and bring her yeah. back to life, you know, and, and that sort of trade off that he, you know, has to essentially, well, give himself over to, to the aunt. Um, for that really so i thought you know that was a that was an interesting thing for like one of these visions episodes to explore especially within you know i mean i think this episode is like 13 minutes long yeah. so to, to really explore that kind of well i was going to say uh theory but you know that element of star wars and and how they're able to do it and stuff it's like I, yeah it was very interesting i mean clearly it was very like a, an emotionally heavy episode anyway in in kind of the way it was created and i suppose that's what plays into it really you know yeah, and it pack, it packs a hell of a lot in in that time. Truly yeah. does pack a hell of a lot in in that time. Um, but I mean, as an ending goes, that I mean that comes to the end of the nine episodes that was Star Wars Visions. So I mean, for me personally, I was kind of looking back. I'm so glad they did it because it gave us so much unexpected and Star Wars content we might have never seen before. And it, it's it's almost like, to a sense, I don't know if they approached the studios or the studios went then, but I don't know how the selection process went. But it's kind of like you just gave fans of Star Wars a chance to just tell a story, yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, but there are, for me personally, there's some that stand out that I would definitely feel a series would 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 benefit them or a film so like the ninth jedi which is episode five was a massive favorite of mine um and the elder uh episode yeah. seven so those two i feel really you you have dynamics within both of those shows that could easily go into a series or something more or just in maybe a couple of films um and, and then i think there's also a chance for lop and ocho yeah. to which is episode eight to be something more. So per personally, if if I could choose, I would love for them to do more Star Wars visions, but exploring 
those particular stories if I, I was given the <laughs> given the power. Um, but I, I would love for, to see them to explore different stories anyway. I would love for there to be a season two, maybe not set up in the exact same way, but maybe go back to these studios and say, do you want to keep on telling that story or yeah. want to add something else within the universe you've created? It doesn't yeah. have to go back to those same characters, but it just it can just sit somewhere else within the universe that you're now putting together. I don't see there's any harm in doing that and uh, having that as a thing that's maybe there's three seasons of Vision, so everybody gets to tell their own trilogy, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was going to say pretty much that, actually. like <laughs> that I would love them to have a, a season two where you can have more standalone tales like inter interwoven between these kind of storyline and like starts or you know that they've kind of created and yeah i mean pretty much like you know i'd say the same same episodes in, including this last one this akakiri because the way it ends is so you know i mean that like all the characters survive but you have like you know the the, the, the jedi going over to the dark side and going with the, the villain i mean that for me is like oh god i'd love to see what kind of how that resolves in the end or you know um because there's so much betrayal and stuff involved that I feel that that would make a really, a really juicy storyline, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, completely agree that you know Lopanocha would serve as a great one. I mean, you know, that that feels like you know the start of a, a kind of epic trilogy and a kind of epic battle between the the two sisters. You know, one, uh, you know, one natural, one adopted. Um, yeah, I, even you know T zero B one. You know, I, I think that one could actually have like some you know some credence for a bit of a series as well. Like to have a you know a kind of a Jedi robot like flying around the galaxy and essentially you know exploring and and also it would be kind of interesting because he doesn't age but he's a kid as well. So like people would kind of assume that oh who's this kid and then goes in and kicks ass. That would be quite fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Elder was just uh, dripping with like more stories to tell and like the characters and i mean as we said as well like the the, the way that the, the the jedi and his padawan was set up that was like right for like more adventures or like prequels for him or you know futures for the the padawan um and then of course yeah like uh the ninth jedi so i mean that one was you know one that we absolutely like just you know we really creeped ourselves over you know in terms of the way that it was just set up everything really you know the yeah. the lightsaber uh smith who i mean he doesn't die in the episode he gets captured by the empire and then you know the kind of this new jedi order that's formed between the four of them and you know i mean that like yeah i mean with the ship blasting off into the you know into the distance i mean we want to know what's on that distance you know yeah <laughs> we feel that there's more to be told so i'd love yeah I, as you said like i'd love for it to again you know if if they were to do a, a season two and invite back those, you know, studios back to say like, yeah, please carry on telling those stories as well as like having these standalone other ones that they can give to other studios or again, yeah, the same or similar sorts of studios, um, but with just different ideas. Um, that'd be really fun because yeah, I mean, for me, like as an anime fan, um, you know, kind of from back in the day, I mean, I've, you know, been watching since I was a kid, um, the, all of this stuff, like I thought, there was, I mean, as we said at the beginning, like there was, there's so many similarities between Star Wars and like, and Japanese culture in so many respects, from like yeah, Jedi's and Samurais to like, as I said in this in these last episodes, the kind of uh, building mechanical empire over that natural world, and that's a, a theme that runs in so many Japanese animes. I mean, most notably that I can think of is like Princess Mononoke. If anyone who hasn't watched Princess Mononoke, please go out and watch it because that. 
everyone says Spirited Away is the best Studio Ghibli. I would say Princess Mononoke. That is, it transcends anime. It goes into just anyway. That that you, know, I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, really, I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think with Visions, they've just it's it's done. It's just done so well, you know. It's really great that you know that they were able to, you know, that the, all these studios were so happy to be approached and like get on board with this project and just to create these sorts of these, you know, little episodes and and really it kind of just expands the Star Wars universe in a way where it's like it's it's imaginative and you know kind of true to the story, but also like you know something completely unique and original that you can you know relish essentially um, because I think. You know, something with Star Wars that we've kind of talked about is that it, it does rely a lot on the Star Wars, uh, on the Skywalker saga, sorry. Um, that, you know, that is the central kind of theme. And of course, you know, that is a storyline which is very close to all of our hearts. But, you know, there's so much out there for Star Wars. And there's such a whole galaxy slash universe to explore that, you know, why not explore these possibilities, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. There's no reason why not. And especially with the, as we've spoken about many times before, especially with Disney Plus now, you've got the platform for it. You've got the platform to be putting out content. There's always, they're always going to be looking for Star Wars content. And I'm pretty sure these aren't costing the hundred plus millions that the live action series are going to be costing. So if anything, it's just a benefit. So overall, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this um, Star Wars Vision series completely wasn't what I expected but completely loved what it ended up being um so I mean more the merrier right let's hope that they end up making more of this (laughs) 